Trading Nut, episode 105. That's one thing I'd recommend to every single person is stick to your trading plan, stick to your rules. If you don't have a trading plan, create one. If you don't know what one is, YouTube it. Stick to your risk management and create a trading journal and just trust the process and take it slow. The market's going to do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never, ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than I could be right about the direction, but wrong about the trade. Don't focus on the monetary side. Trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader. Your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes. Relax, learn the process. Candlestick pattern trading is a freaking trap. Don't be in a rush to become a millionaire. Let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you. This podcast is not financial, trading, or investing advice of any kind. Before we start, I'd like to thank our sponsored partner for today's episode, City Traders Imperium. Now, CTI has one of the world's best funded accounts and learning platforms all in one. Get a CTI Forex funded account today and advance a step closer to achieving your personal freedom. To find out more, head over to citytradersimperium.com. That's citytradersimperium.com. What's up, traders? Welcome to another installment of the Trading Up podcast. I'm your host, Cam Hawkins, and today we've got a young trader from the UK, called Connor Skeet on the show. Now, Connor has been on the show before. He was one of my first Scalper versus Scalper contestants. Funnily enough, didn't do so well in the challenge, uh, but it wasn't. scalping's not his core discipline. So this guy's a day trader, swing trader. Wanted to come on and do the uh, the Trading View Replay Challenge. In fact, we got him on to do the Scalping Challenge. His colleague, however, did really well. Uh, Aaron went, to the, went on the Scalper Challenge, came out into the final, didn't quite win it, um, but if you want to go and see some uh, drama there at the end of the final where I lost my internet connection, then it's over there on Trading Nut. Um, but today we've got Connor's story. I wanted to get Connor's story because uh, it's quite interesting. He started off with baby pips and shows that you guys can, with the right mentality, with the right actions, uh, you can make it work pretty much for free using just the simple baby tips website. So guys, we've got that coming up in a second. Do remember, we've got some cool things coming up here on the show as well. Uh, we've all got that extra members-only content over there on YouTube. We did shoot a video with Connor after the show as well, so go and check that video out as well where Connor walks through his trades. Uh, and what else have we got coming up? Oh, hopefully, I'm going to get another Trader versus Trader hitting the ground really soon. Uh, when things get back to normal here, we've got a crazy, crazy long school break here, which went for is going for eight weeks. And it's sort of putting a bit of a hamper on the trading up progress here. So, guys, we've got um, things will get back to normal. So, that, stay tuned, stay subscribed, and you'll get access to some of these cool things coming up in the future. But for now, let's get on with the show with Connor. Here we go. All right, folks, here we are. We've got Connor Skeet here on the show with us. Now, Connor, if you do remember his name, you're probably thinking, yeah, you know, I've heard that name before. Well, he did the Scalper vs. Scalper, the very first one. And I thought I'd get him on the show because he's got quite a unique story to tell. He's he's a young guy trading full time, um, and to, to hear about these young guys managing to get to the stage very quickly, it's always a good story. So, Connor, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, now we're going to start off by getting you to talk about your story, your, your journey here into a, becoming a full time trader, a journey that most of us are still on. Do you want to start by by giving us your sort of you know potted history and and go into as much detail as possible? Yeah, so um, I first come across forex probably back in two thousand and fifteen, 
2015, yeah. And obviously, as most people know, you fall into the, the trick of get rich overnight. It's a get rich quick scheme. And you obviously expect to make a lot of money in a short period of time, which obviously everyone knows is just so untrue uh, for the best of people. So um, I eventually got to the point where I was losing money. I was copying signals um, for a certain company. And then I think I got three months in and I lost maybe 1,500 quid at this point. And then I got sick of losing money. The same old story of, of messaging the person that owned the company. Why am I losing money? And the, as most gurus do, they don't reply to you. So you're there wondering why it's not working. So then um, I went on to find myself uh, a course, uh, Baby Pips actually. If anyone wants to check it out, it's a free course on Google. I ended up learning from there. Um, focusing my time, studying myself every day to learn uh, everything in detail, everything I didn't understand as well. Um, I ended up finding a mentor, um, someone that's been in the game, I think, 30 plus years. And then he taught me sort of the basics uh, of support and resistance, how to place things on actual charts, because obviously baby pips, you learn everything, but you don't learn how to place on charts. Um, how to use trading view uh, and stuff like that. So I went on to learn how to use all that. And I would say that it was a hard journey, but most people get to the first hurdle where you lose money or you create your first live account and you end up giving up. But it's something that obviously I wanted. So yeah, I continue to um, put in the work and eventually it paid off okay so so talking about like your mentor i mean how did you sort of find your mentor and it seems like you 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 only came up with one mentor um and you were lucky out of the gate was it or was it a lot of research and hard work to try and get that one one individual person to help you out um at the time i actually knew someone that was um doing it that was quite old to me but i actually knew him personally and he had the same mentor and he showed me like everything saying, look, this is a real account. This is um, how like the money I've made, etc." And he recommended me someone, which I eventually went to. Um, so obviously he was already trusted. So I thought like sort of knew that I could trust him. So straight away, um, he got into the basics for me from trading view teaching me the basics of support resistance and stuff. And I literally just stuck with him. But then it wasn't really like, uh, all, all every day onto the mentor, every day talking to him. It was literally support and resistance one week, and then I would go off and sort of play around with trading view, and then come back again, and it would be trend lines, and then I'd go off and trading view and practice for a couple of weeks on support and resistance and trend lines, and then it would just move on from there. But most of the stuff I actually learned myself through baby pips this he was just showing me purely how to place it on the charts right okay so you knew about trend lines you knew about support and resistance you he was just saying well here's how you draw them on the chart is that right yeah sort of like the trend line for it to be a valid trend line it has to have three touches um and stuff like that 
So it was more just showing me how to place it on the charts more than anything. And so, what, so you started placing them on the charts, and then, then how did you progress to getting uh, coming up with a system or a strategy that you knew you were going to take to a, a live account? Um, after this point, I felt like I didn't. Even though I've been taught a lot, I feel like I didn't actually gain every bit of knowledge. I felt like I was so restricted still. I was still only learning from one one person and only learning off one course. And I felt like there was so much more out there because in in general with everything you do, you will never just focus on one person's advice. You'd always ask a multiple of people. So obviously then... I decided to go out and try and look for more courses, which I eventually did. I come across like three or four different courses, different companies. And that's when I started purchasing courses as well, just because um, I thought that the more knowledge I get, the more knowledge I can put together, which will give me a perfect sort of strategy, which no strategy is perfect, but a, a decent win rate strategy. And did that theory work? Yeah, it did. Um, every course, I learned something new. Like, um, I feel like certain traders use different techniques. Uh, you've got, like, price action training. You've got your people that use indicators, people that use different time frames. Um, so there was so much variety to go off that... I, I was looking for what was making me most comfortable in the market, what I felt like was doable for me. So like the swing trading was my sort of thing. Like I sort of went towards that and I enjoyed swing trading more than uh, in today, more than um, scalping, stuff like that. Okay. And so, so how did you get from like, you know, you come up with a way that you're going to approach it. Did you, were you trading this whole time or were you literally just studying? Um, at this point, I was dem- demo accounts as well. So once I learned like everything, I was literally opened up a demo account and I would go every single day and practice on trading view and to the point where I thought I'm going to start using some of this knowledge now on um, a demo account and, and see how everything plays out. So I started um, placing trades um, on demo accounts. At this point, I was using, um, I was I was thinking I was doing the New York session at this point. I don't think I was doing the, um, uh, G, uh, the London session. And I was doing 100 trades a day on um, trading view, like a replay. Oh, yeah. So every day I would sit down for a few hours and I would spend doing a hundred trades just so I can backtest my strategy. Because that's one thing I always learned from every single course was at the end of the course, they all recommended, please backtest this strategy. So always I would go back and backtest it just so I would feel comfortable with it. It would see if it would suit me and whether different time frame. So, um, one thing I did do is I started on the daily uh, with my strategy. Um, I'd done 100 trades. I'd done 100 trades on the four-hour. I'd done 100 trades on the one-hour, 100 trades on the 30-minute. And I think I went as low as the 15 to do 100 trades. And my highest result came out on the four-hour and the daily. 
So I kind of um, realized then that that swing trading slash day trading was like for me. Yeah, it's and look, this dedication. I've got to say, I mean, because how long would it take you to do a hundred trades? Probably about three or four hours, maybe longer. Sometimes definitely longer. So that's almost a full day's work doing back test trades, of which you're getting zero gain from. Uh, it's literally yep. just practice. So it's like going out and and uh, uh, I suppose going kicking a football around and, and you know wanting to get better at playing football. Now uh, this is, I mean, I suppose this is probably why you, you reached out to me and said, "Hey, I want to do the Trading View Replay Challenge because you're probably so familiar with replay mode that you're it's like you know you know like the back of your hand. Is that right?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, yeah. um, so okay, so you, you've done your your, your demo trading. Your, you've got your back testing under under your belt. Was there a point in time where you were like, "Man, I've got this," and you know everything's hunky dory? Because I suppose back testing versus live market is quite different. Yeah, um, I got to a point where I felt like I was ready, so I thought I'm gonna go for a live account. But then uh, it's, it's a coincidence, but the week before I was going to go for a live account, I had a loss, like the whole week I lost. So like every trade that week, I think I placed like five trades in the week and I ended up losing every single trade. And then that sort of put doubt in my mind. And then I thought to myself, am I actually ready to go live? So... I kind of done a bit of research on uh, like the psychological side to things then. And I started to understand the emotions that come with it. And uh, most people say that you, that you get a losing week, you get a losing month, but you're going to be profitable over the years. And then that kind of sunk in and I kind of understood that it's going to happen. It's like inevitable. And so what happened that following week? Did you go live? No, I ended up sticking to the demo for another two weeks after that oh. and seeing how that played out. And so and how did it play out? Um, it played out quite well. Uh, I did take a, a loss the week that I spoke about. The week after, on the Monday, I took a loss. And then uh, for the rest of that week, I did get, back, get myself back to break even on the demo account. And then the following week, um, I ended up going i think uh, i think i end up going like 12 percent up on the account the following okay. week it went at which point the week so, after you decided all right i'm gonna go live i'm ready yeah w- yeah the week after i decided that i'm gonna put some money into the live account and uh, before i did actually start uh i didn't have a risk management plan that's one thing i didn't have when i first started when i literally made my live account and it wasn't till I told the mentor that, oh, yeah, I think I'm ready. I'm going to go live. And then he stopped me and said to me, have you got a risk management plan and, and a trading plan and a journal? And then that's when that all sort of all sort of came back to me and I, I didn't know what a risk management plan was or what a trading plan was. So then, then I had to go do my research on that and I ended up making myself a trading plan, um, a risk management plan with the... I started with 500, so I ended up making a risk management plan around that where I figured out what sort of lot sizes I would be using on that account, how much I was going to be risking per trade, and um, what sort of uh, percentages I was aiming for 
uh, over like a day. Okay, and can you remember what that trading plan looked like? Um, I remember that it was it was the the max lot size on a forty pip stop was a zero point ten, and it, I ended up working it out from there from a zero point ten. So my max stop loss would have been forty pips. I wouldn't have been able to use no more than forty pip stop loss to only be risking. I think it was like thirty pound at the time. Or forty pound at a time, yeah. Um, on a zero point ten, and then it was a zero point, I think eight that was thirty pips, and then a zero point, uh, no, sorry, not zero point eight, a zero point twelve on a thirty pips, and a zero point like fifteen or seventeen on a um, twenty pip stop. Okay, and so I kind of figured out how much I was going to risk. Did you have anything else in that plan, like uh, the pairs you were going to trade and um, the, well, obviously the percentage that you were going to exit at? Yeah, so um, I had the, I had a, um, what was it? I had the 3% gain a day, which I was aiming for, because um, I worked out the 3% gain on the account every day. So sort of if I started with 500, 500, uh, plus three percent was like five hundred and three pound, and then I would do five hundred and three pound plus three percent, and I worked it out that over a year, I could do a hundred and fifty-seven thousand, um, just by literally getting my account up three percent each day. Really, one hundred and fifty. That's what I worked yeah. out. One hundred and fifty thousand of three percent. I suppose yeah, it would do eh? Um So sorry, what yeah, was so the what was the original account balance? Five hundred. Five hundred pounds, and you get to one hundred fifty thousand yeah. within a year if you do three percent a day. That's that's pretty phenomenal, and uh, and I suppose for a salary in the UK, that's absolutely ridiculous, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like you're sort sort of talking top CEO type salaries. Um, well, yeah, like, top top ten percent. Yeah, yeah, top ten percent. So that's crazy, crazy for three percent a day. So that's something I think you listeners out there should take heed of. Of like what three percent can do now. Um, yeah, do you want to walk us through the first four weeks of that live account? Yeah, um, the first week uh, I learned through obviously emotions and everything was to hold the account. So to be able to sit there and look at the the market, analyze it, but not take any trades at all. Even if I did see them, I wouldn't take them for the first week because you've got to sort of learn your emotions and understand that that account's live, the money's there, because when you do go live, you're so eager to make money. Like, you're so eager to make money. So during the period of when I did that, I was tracking my emotions. So um, when I did go into a second week where I actually did start trading, every time I took a trade, I'd rate myself out of 10. I would write down my emotions on um, how I felt, um, how my entry was. So if my entry was like, uh, I didn't wait for a 25% push before entering, if um, I got stopped out, but it went and hit take profit. So I would always track my emotions and how I would be trading because then I can always look back and look what I've done well and look back and look what I could improve on. So the second week, um, I started off, I think my profit on the second week was uh, £55 for the week or £60 for the week on my first week. 
you, I think I was I was so scared to blow the account because I've put money in previously when I didn't know nothing and lost it that I was using like 0.1, 0.2s uh, max on, on the account. So I was only making like two to four pound profit each trade and then ended up getting into the third week and actually sticking to my trading plan where I'd only trade uh, two pairs, which were GJ and GU. And uh, I'd up my lot sizes to obviously to go with my risk management plan. And then that's when I started seeing better results. Um, but at the same time, it wasn't the results, obviously, most people in their head think that they're going to get. So like most people in their head think they're going to start off and just because they learn everything and they know everything, they feel like they're going to get like so much better results than they actually do. So in the first week I did, uh, no, in the third week, sorry, I did um, end up doing, I think it was like, £180 in that third week, but I did take uh, three losses in that week. But then the losses, obviously, because of my risk management, were only 1%. So to put into perspective, I only lost 3% that week. But then I sort of more or less doubled that 3%. Or I would say I, I left that week with probably about 8% on the account. Yeah. Up. Nice. And then the f- fourth and final week... Uh, was probably uh, another scary week coming into your fourth week of live thinking it's doing well getting a bit too I would say too excited like a lot of people don't realize that you think ah it's enjoyable now the profits coming in I'll just stick to what I'm doing but then you get a bit too like overwhelmed with your emotions and then you're ready to just every opportunity you see you start forgetting your trading plan you start thinking ah, oh, there's one confluence there that I should wait for, but it looks like it's going to go my way, so I'm just going to place it. And then in the fourth week, I, I learned very quickly that that's not something you should do. You should always stick to your trading plan. So in the fourth week, I ended up uh, losing, uh, I think, two trades. And in my notes, I literally put silly mistakes. That's all I put because I knew that I should have waited for a third sort of confluence before taking them because I knew that week if I waited for that I could have had a week where I didn't lose one single trade this this is a great story and probably it's almost like the ideal journey that every trader should take but very few do in terms of the slow and steady gradually you like getting yourself in there even to the point where yeah you just sat there and looked at the markets for a week uh, in that first week which is a lot of people probably couldn't even just do that. Uh, so yeah. I think this is a great lesson for anyone listening here today that, you know, this is the sort of slow and steady journey into trading, which obviously works and it gives you enough time to analyze what you're doing. So folks, if you want to go back and have a listen to this again, I, I would recommend it because it's it's going to give you some nuggets in there. So let's, ju- let's dive into the, uh, what you're doing now. Okay. So I'm, have you evolved yeah. at all as a trader since since that first four week period, or are you still using the same thing? Uh, yeah, like evolved massively. Like I feel like in the beginning, you're sort of uh, a beginner still. So like you you know a lot, you've got that all that fresh in your mind, but you're trying to put so much to use 
that you're sort of overcomplicating your own strategy. So I was using indicators, uh, Fibonacci's. I was using all different chart patterns, uh, price action, EMAs, and I, my charts were just so overcomplicated that it just I learned within the first six to eight months that I need to simplify everything and now I should look at what works best for me. So at the end of the eight months, I ended up taking time out uh, to spend on demo account again, using, uh, doing, a, no, sorry, doing the replay mode again, doing a hundred trades, but this time simplifying my strategy to certain things that I thought would do best. But obviously this time I didn't do it through all um, time frames. I just stuck to the four hour and the daily because I knew previously they worked the best for me. And obviously I enjoyed them the most. So then I ended up using certain things like the Fibonacci's, the trend lines, the price action and, and that on this uh, four hour time frame in the daily. And then I ended up refining my strategy strategy to that. And yeah, I've used that ever since. And I still use that now. And I would say even to this day, uh, you need to backtest to develop as a trader. Like no matter how good you are, I feel like every single day, even if you spend an hour on it, I feel like it just still keeps you sort of fresh in the market, even if you think you're the best trader. Cool. It's great advice. And I've heard that before, but not recently. So uh, it is good advice, guys. Now, what about like some of the stats around what you're doing now? So uh, we know what time frames you're trading. What what are your typical win? What's your win rate in a typical month? Uh, in a typical month, win rate is probably seventy eight to eighty eighty five percent win rate. And what's your risk to reward ratio on those? Uh, one to three. I only ever do one to three. And even with a one to three. I'd say this to people as well. Even if you lose 50% of your trades, you still will make money on a one to three. That's one thing I did learn as well. And what instruments are you trading now? Still GJGU or you've changed it up? Um, now I've expanded a bit. I've got six pairs that I use. So it's GJ, GU, uh, EJ, e EU, uh, uh, AUD, NZD, and uh, gold is my another main one that I use. And how many trades are you placing a week? Um, at the moment, because obviously I'm I'm doing account management, not too many myself, so I probably place between one and four trades a week. On your own account? Yeah. But what about in, in the, like if you had to sort of break down positions? How many positions would you place? a week across all of the different accounts that you do? Um, positions, uh, I'd, I'd probably say at least 20 positions a week on all the accounts. Okay, cool. All right, and uh, how, how long are the trades running for typically? Um, typically, uh, it depends what sort of setup I've got and how the, the market looks and how the market structure is at the time. But typically throughout probably 8 o'clock in the morning to maybe 6 o'clock at night. And then on a swing trade, an average swing trade, I would normally hold maybe three, four days. Um, 
depending on market structure again if market structure is where i want it to be and it's still like given that sort of momentum and it's still got a good push then i will hold for longer and what's your typical day look like then um every day i wake up seven o'clock um i prepare myself and obviously the team uh for eight o'clock market opening uh london session uh i usually go through all the charts um I want to do a live webinar. I'm going to start doing that as well with the team. But for now, I do do. I go through the charts where I take screenshots of everything I'm doing, send it into the group, give my analysis on it. We have a community chat as well where uh, they talk among themselves and they give in their own advice and um, like a different sort of look at the market. So a lot of people in there are in there specifically to give their own view and they're using their own strategy but they're sort of helping out a lot of other people that are in there that are new, new as well so once I've sent uh, them in the team have a look at them uh, I get a bit of feedback in the community chat on uh, what they think is going to happen and then once market opens I tend to watch uh, through certain pairs so mainly obviously GJ and GU when market first opens because obviously London session and if it does come back to obviously my certain key levels uh, and obviously my trading plan matches up, then I will go with the, the trade. And when I go with that trade, I'll put that in the group chat as well for obviously anyone else that wants to copy it. And I screenshot it. So just before I enter, so I know where I've entered. And obviously I keep the record of my screenshots, part of which is part of my trading journal as well. I keep a screenshot of my record so I know where I've entered, where I've exited, and then I can go back on a later date and look at it and go, what I could have done better if I could have waited maybe a bit longer and got a better entry, or if I took profit too early. So, cool. Um, and then it probably gets to like 12, 1 o'clock, and I sort of, once New York session opens, that's when I sort of get a, more, a few more trades, like setups looking into, but I don't, really tend to trade New York session anymore. So for the rest of the day, I, I just update the guys in, in the chat on, on take profits or stop loss to entries or take 50% here. And yeah. Cool. It's, it's busy, busy day by the sounds of it. A lot, a lot of effort in there. Um, now thinking about your journey, right? So I think, as I mentioned before, it's quite different from what a lot of other people are doing. Have you got any idea why you seem to be more methodical than most at how you approach this? Because I already had someone that um, that was doing it and I spoke to them about it. They basically gave me that insight to say that, look, I've rushed it. I've gone in for, you know what, put in a live account and I'm going in for it. I'm going to make money. And they've said to me that, look, Take it slow, stick to your trading plan, read about psychological and your emotions um, and becoming profitable is like, it's all about a, like a learn, like you're learning a lesson. So, so I sort of always thought to myself, nothing in life comes quick. You've always got to work hard and it takes time. So, and one thing I always stuck to is that you could, learn something for nine years and that 10th year it could take off massively so i've always been patient and always just that's one thing i'd recommend to every single person is 
Um, stick to your training plan. Stick to your rules. If you don't have a training plan, create one. If you don't know what one is, YouTube it. Stick to your risk management and create a trading journal and just trust the process and take it slow. And then if I could go back and change my change my losses, I wouldn't because I've learned so much and I've taken my time, which I recommend to most people because I get too many people that, that come to me and say, oh, I've made a live account. I think I'm ready. And then Monday morning, they see their first opportunity and they go and trade. And then the end of the week, they've blown it. We've all been there. We've all been there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what about guys that are working a day job now? You know, how can they? What would you recommend if you had to, if you put you put yourself in their position? They're working nine to five, potentially got a family. How would you get somebody in that position to become consistently profitable? Um. So, there. First of all, I would say the best thing is to save money if you can. I know that's obviously hard for some people, especially with family, especially with kids and, and bills to pay. Uh, find yourself a course, a trusted mentor and a course. Um, I would focus your time on learning. So people say, oh, but I don't have enough time. But everyone has the same 24 hours in a day. If you can take yourself to work and you can take yourself to gym, then you can definitely teach yourself something new. Um, I'd say read uh, about trading, um, baby pips, best place to read about it and learn. Um, and dedicate your time to it and just know that it's not a get-rich-quick scheme, but it is the best possible um, life lesson you could learn, possibly. Like, there is nothing out there as good as this, as flexible as this. Um, the biggest market in the world so I would say just stick to it. Never give up either. That's one thing a lot of people do is they give up so quickly. Never give up. It will come. Uh, and it's a hard journey. And what about a trader's mindset? So like a lot of this stuff is mindset based. Have you got any tips or techniques you can share today? Um, I would say learn from your losses. Understand uh how you lost, why you lost. Um, so in your head, um, take yourself to a position where you can look at the charts and look at like, look at the charts and know that you have a live account, but not have to trade. Like a lot of people can't stop themselves, but I feel like you need to take yourself a step back, be able to look at your analysis, go look, this trade setup looks good, but this week, I'm not going to trade. I'm going to watch everything play out. And I would say keep track of your own emotions. So in your trading journal, um, write down how out of 10, how you think your tra- how good you entered the trade. Write down what's, how you was feeling at the time. Um, and then clear your head, dress smart, find a nice, clean, fresh aired space and literally just relax and you, I feel like it will come naturally to you cool some good advice there guys listen to that again I, I think that's that's um wise words from from a young man now we're going to jump into the quick fire rounds here Connor so the first one is how long did it take yeah. you to go from 
trading newbie to consistently profitable? Uh, seven months. Seven, seven to eight months, yeah. What's your favourite entry setup? Um, favourite entry setup would be at least three eight-hour eight rejections on on a like doji rejections uh, with a break and retest. I feel like that would be my perfect. What strategies yeah. do you use to exit or manage trades? Um, to manage trades, I usually use uh, the sort of when it gets to one to one, I move my stop loss to entry. And then when it gets to 75% of the trade, I will take 50%. And then I'll leave that that extra 50% running. And then when it gets to uh, 10% away from my take profit, then I'll take uh, 25% and I'll leave 15% running. Do you have a recommended reading, a uh, tr- trading book or resource? Um, I've never read a trading book myself, but one thing I would recommend is to read uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad, which most people probably would have read. Yeah, I think most people sort of that was the first book I read when uh, I got into all of this stuff. <laughs> that was the yeah. the genesis. I think it is. It's most people's go to. Yeah. And ironically, it was um, yeah. it was my daughter. She had just been first daughter had just been born, so my yeah. wife picked it up for two bucks in a charity shop and said, "Oh, why don't you read this?" It's the first book I've read in three days. Um, like I've never read a book <laughs> that quickly before. So, uh, what's the next question is? What's your preferred broker and trading platform? Um, IC Markets and MT4. And can you walk us through your worst ever trade? Uh, worst ever trade was probably phew, worst ever trade was probably gold was definitely gold yeah um, probably thinking that I was uh, when I first started thinking that I could go out of sort of my trading plan and think that I can see that gold was like spoke about a lot in, in like a trading community and I didn't know uh, how to use lot sizes on gold. So obviously, gold's so volatile, it's very expensive. So when placing a trade, even on a small lot size, you can lose quite a considerable amount from your account. And uh, yeah, I remember losing probably, I placed two positions on gold, and I remember losing both positions on gold because I didn't know how to use um, the lot sizing on gold. And... I feel like I was out of my trading plan using pairs that I shouldn't have been using. I should have stuck to my trading plan. Mm. It's funny. I think I heard the exact same story from somebody else just the other day. I can't remember who it was. It might have been uh, the uh, Jacob, 15-year-old Jacob, who had the same thing. Like, worst ever trade was gold and not knowing the lot sizes. Um, I'm yeah. sure I've done the same thing as well. Now, if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would it be? Um trust the process never give up and treat it as if it's like a business and as if it's like this is your job cool now guys i do realize i've just i forgot to ask one question which was talking us through three things on a price chart but what we'll do is we'll jump on a price chart now and uh, do a little video for the youtube channel so if you want to check that out see how connor trades then head over there after listening to this but before you wrap up, what's the best way for the traders to get hold of you? 
Um, to get hold of me, just Instagram at Connor Skeet and uh, at LTA Trading on Instagram as well. Cool. Well, look, a big thank you to Connor for sharing with us today. Everything we've discussed here, along with all the links, are in the show notes. To find them, simply search for Connor in the search box on tradingnut.com. Until next time, wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. So there you go, folks. Interview with Connor done and dusted. Now, look, if you do want to watch the video we shot where he breaks down a bank-level trade, so he identifies where banks are trading and shows you a trade setup there, guys. Then head over to the Trading Nut YouTube channel. There's links on the show description on your phone. There's also links on the website at tradingnut.com, so go and check it out there, guys. All right, folks, until next time, I'll see you in the markets.